to that oneness guy podcast a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness our inherent eternal truth and birthright reminding us that we are connected to one and all as individualized expressions of one source i am your host danny rongo and yes i am that oneness guy as an author speaker and singer songwriter I continue to share my unique message of oneness. So, let's get right into podcasting. To words that encourage me, I am. Hello, my friends in oneness, and thank you again for tuning in. You know, I'm really looking forward to this episode because... I'm getting a chance to revisit one of the original topics of that Oneness Guy podcast. And that, my friends, is to speak with a fellow spiritual author. And not just another spiritual author, but one who shares the same publisher with me as well. And this is actually how our paths cross. You see, we found each other on LinkedIn as Balboa Press authors. So let me tell you a little about Diane Calabrese. Diane Calabrese was practicing as a recreational therapist for 30 years. She holds a master's degree of science in healthcare policy and management and a bachelor's degree of science in therapeutic recreation. More recently, Diane has continued her education, getting certificates in various holistic healing modalities that is her passion today. Diane has worked in many diverse healthcare settings She is a seasoned adjunct professor for Florida International University. Diane also has a diverse background in healthcare management. She has experience writing professional publications and did a cable interview on the public access channel with Dr. Larry Weiss, associate director of the Family Service League called the Center of the Issue regarding their Saturday recess program for which she was the pioneer in establishing. Now, my friends, that's her bio, but I also want to share some information about her book that we'll be highlighting on this podcast. The book is called Mind, Body, Spirit, and Discovering the Purpose of Life. On her website, Diane describes the book like this, and I quote, in this book, I would like to mentor you on how to utilize holistic healing modalities in your life to help you cope to help reduce anxiety and stress with life struggles. We are not in this alone, whether you are rich or poor, have sickness or in good health. No matter what upbringing or childhood experiences you've endured, you are not alone. You have never been alone. We have to remember we are all children of God. We have unique personal experiences and encounters in life, but we all came from the same universal life force, and that is God. Now, my friends out there, you know that that's right on board with what I talk about. So this book and the message and the concept resonate with me personally on so many levels, and I'm really excited to learn more about it. So guys, please say hello to my new friend in oneness, Diane Calabrese. Hello, Diane. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it so much. (laughs) No, no, no. Thank you. I almost made you blush, I feel like. <laughs> Look at you now. Are you blushing or is that just the lighting? Probably a little bit. I'm not used nah. to being on camera. That's new to me. <laughs> that's 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 fine. But uh, and like everything that I just read, especially the way that you describe your uh, book here, you know what I mean? It just resonates with me. It it hits home and uh, that's why I have to have you on the show because it, it's all about trying to share our message, Diane, as I'm sure that you know, um, life's tough, but with people like yourself trying to do things like share a message, you know, it's wonderful. So uh, thank you again. So basically, how are you? Are you well and everything's going good? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just so happy to, you know, have written this book and I have another book on the way um, that's soon to be published. But um, it's this is really my life journey, really, to uh, just help others. And doing this book um, just gives me the opportunity to to help other people that that need help. And um you know, there's a lot of struggles in life today. Yeah. People are, are yeah. very stressed out with anxiety yeah. and especially depression. And, and, oh, and, you, know. you know, it's just one thing after another. And um, yeah, so that's beautiful. So, so listen, let's let's dive right into it, please, because I want to hear a little more about it. And I'm sure my listeners do, too. Tell me, Diane, like what led you in life to bring you to this point, to bring you to your spirituality, where you're in turn writing now multiple books about a, a, a spirituality. So Give us your story, my friend. Sure. Um, well, I've always, my, my family was always very religious and spiritual, um, especially my mother. She would always, um, I was brought up always, um, you know, learning about God. God was always um, a topic of conversation in my household. Um, so, you know, I, I always had strong faith. And um, since the time I was little, you know, you have this epiphany of what you want to do later on in life. And it, it was always to help other people. And I wasn't sure what, at, you know, at a very young age, but I just always knew I wanted to be in healthcare. So, you know, I explored different, you know, opportunities or, you know, ideas, but um, working in a hospital, I, my first job in a hospital was working at Brunswick Hospital in Am Amityville. And um, I was working in the admitting department there. And I just happened to meet different you know people in the field and they said well what about recreational therapy and then you know he started to you know tell me more about it so that's what I ended up doing and what I love about recreational therapy is that there's so many different things that you could bring to the table mm -hmm. so um I would do you know a combination of different things um whatever their patient's interest is but um you know some people are more talented in art or music or you know psychotherapy or whatever it is um that they would do more groups in but i um i just explored all areas and and i will always bring spirituality and god into that you know um just to help people get through and cope through life you know mm. Um, so I would say about 10 years ago, holistic healing modalities became very, very popular. And that really resonated with me more than anything. And, yeah. um, and that's, you know, I was, uh, started working at the VA. Um, that was my last job as a recreational therapist. Now I'm retired. <laughs> um, but I, I would say, you know, I started to take these, you know, certificate courses in meditation and aromatherapy and Reiki and, I really, I couldn't get enough of it. I started to take more and more and um, I geared a lot of my groups around those holistic healing modalities. And it, you know, it really resonated with a lot of the patients. They really enjoyed it. Um, it's something, uh, those are tools that you could take with you and, sure. and, and continue the practice on your own and learn more about it. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. And it really, you know, works. So, um, you know, then I started, I thought about, okay, this is why I'm going to, you know, I'm going to write a book, you know, and focus each chapter on a different, you know, holistic healing modality. Um, my favorite was always meditation. So I ended up focusing my second book on, on meditation, but um, so, um, you know, it's just, I guess just from, you know, working with different patients and different personalities, you have to find what their interest is in. Yeah. Some people don't want to have much interest in spirituality yeah. or they don't want to talk about God. So you, you have to respect that. But then you sense that I'm sure. Right. You know, yeah, you sense that. But like I would, hear it right away. Yeah. And in, in like 90 percent of the cases, though, they do want to learn about it. Especially, they do, yeah. Yeah. Especially when they they need help and are in a hospital or mm. So, um, oh, I love the correlation, like what you said already about coming from like the healthcare mm -hmm. uh, industry and, and, and how it just naturally, you know, over, over time, I guess, with you and, and over your experiences, it kind of just weaved its way into, you know, more of you growing 
spiritual, yeah. you know, spiritually is, is, is what it sounds like. And that's such a natural progression It is because in yeah. healthcare, what do you do? You care for people. Right. Right. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean, like everyone has their story, Diane, and, and it's just great to like to hear mm-hmm. it, especially how they all come to find their own spirituality. Some people have had, you know, uh, some bad events happen to them. Some like people just like naturally just want to discover more and learn more. Some people like yourself, how you just said you came from, you know, like already caring for people. Uh, like I had a very brief stint in the healthcare community. I worked in a I worked in a hospital. It was like one of my early jobs. I think when I was like uh, just out of high school, even for a little bit, like 17, 18 years old, I worked in a uh, emergency room of a hospital down by where I grew up down the shore in Brick, New Jersey. And um, I actually loved it. I loved it, you know, just to see, because I was an orderly. So I had to take the people down from their uh, rooms, take them on the, on the gurneys and take them down to the, uh, to the suites. Right. And the Amarino men, they were always so scared you know yeah. I mean? and rightfully so. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I like I felt like I was helping them, you know, like especially these like older men and women, they would like hold my hand and, uh, you know, yeah. I'd say, you're going to be OK. You're going to be OK. Yeah. You know, but, you know, like for me, that was something that instilled a little more about caring. Some, I didn't yeah. do that long, but um, I never forgot that experience, to be honest yeah. with you. You don't realize the little things that you do mean so yeah. much to people. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, so, so yeah. I wound up getting back into it recently, but not in, in that capacity. I, I sing now in, in a senior mm. uh, assisted living homes, like on the oh, weekends nice. and stuff like that. And I, and I love it. So yeah. I still get to see those older men and women sitting in their wheelchairs and, and up and I, right. I get a chance to put a smile on their face, Aww. <laughs> you know? but it's yeah. beautiful. But, uh, yeah. so I, like, I wanted to ask you this too, only because, uh, I have a song title of, of the same name, but, uh, what made you settle on mind, body, spirit? Um, I guess because, well, Mind, Body, Spirit has always been the title of my group that I ran at the VA. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's easy enough. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's broad. And I remember my boss told me, don't title your groups as spirituality. You might interfere. You might, they might not like it administration. I said, okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sounds like a naysayer. So I said, okay, I'll do something very neutral, do mind, body, spirit. So, and, you know, they were okay with that. So, um, and then I just focused the group around different things. It was actually better because then I, it wasn't so focused on one topic. I can kind of make it a little bit broader and um, it worked and, and, and they liked it. But, and I have to say that some patients or, you know, that I work with, they didn't necessarily like all the holistic healing modalities. It will like one or the other, or, sure. you know, everybody has a different opinion. So in the group, I would just change it every week. You know, I would do something different. Oh, that's great. Week. It keeps it so, fresh. Like, yeah, too. it keeps it fresh, different, you know, so um, it worked. <laughs> and when I wrote the book, I said, you know, I'm going to keep that same title because it worked in the groups when I was working at the VA. And then um, I wanted to add discovering the purpose of life because, you know, I think uh, that's always a question that's always on people's minds. It's like, what is my purpose? You know, yeah. and especially working in mental health, it's like, it's, you always um, had to have goals, you know, and they always sometimes had a hard time. It, well, they had a hard time with, with coping skills, but it, it, getting a goal to, to get out or to change their habits to move mm-hmm. on. And so I, I, what we used to do was like a, a leisure education group. And we sort of went through different, um, like, I guess like worksheets that, and they would discover what their interests are, what their gifts are. And that is your purpose to bring to life what your gifts are and share them with other people to help yeah. other people. But everybody has a unique way of doing that. Like yeah. yours, yours is singing. You can sing. I can't sing, but I could do art. Hey. <laughs> I could do meditation. You know, so we all have different gifts that God yeah. gives us. So this is your gift too. your writing and your message. Please don't ever Thank you know, you. <laughs> underestimate that. It is. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So. So I just wanted to, you know, so I have like different sections in the back of the book that 
things that they can go through to help them, you know, maybe realize, hey, that is a gift of mine, or I can't yeah. do that, or, you know, yeah. so it's, it's your special gifts and what you do with it. So. And I've always loved the, the wholeness um, that that trilogy of words represents mind, body, spirit, uh, which is why I was a, I, I, I used it in so many things over the years. I actually, like I said, I wrote a song that I have that as the title, um, you know, because while we're here, that's exactly what we have to come to understand is yeah. what is what is that correlation? Yeah. What keeps these three facets together, the mind, the body, the spirit, you know, and uh, it, it has to be addressed. Um, and that just leads right into oneness with me. That's, yes. that's basically, you know, it, it in a nutshell, when right. I like, when I talk about oneness, it's not just uh, oneness, meaning like, all right, I'm a human being, you're a human being, I won't hurt you, you don't hurt right. me. It, nowadays, people just look at it for that. Right. Uh, you know, Diane and I'm, I'm like fine with it, but I, I, I try to go deeper than that. I'm like, yes, yeah. it means that we shouldn't hurt each other as human beings, but it also means that we emanate from one source. Right. True. You can call that source, whatever you can call mm-hmm. that source. Uh, I still use God because it's to me, it's the most identifiable. You can use God. You can use other uh, people, spirit, soul, but uh, you know, like whatever you call your, your higher source, I like to say, just know that you come from that and you're just that individualized expression of that. You're a piece of that. Right. Which typically leads to another conversation. So what you're saying is that I am God. And I'm like, in a way, yes. You have God in you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're part yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, a, yeah. a lot of people still don't, don't like get that. And because uh, I was, I was raised a, a, fairly devout Catholic. And, uh, like over time, yeah. I just, I, I honestly just drifted away. Um, yeah. because, uh, I just felt that, you know, one is, uh, a, like a business, which I always felt that religion is. And to me, spirituality represented, okay, this is something I'm discovering. Yeah. You know, so how, you know, how can I, how can I pay homage to this? And, still look at how I was raised. Well, very easily. Uh, you got to just do it with an open mind, right? That's what I try right. to tell people. Like I, I never tell yeah. people to, uh, you know, to stop practicing or, or that, or that this way is the right way. No, that's never what it's about. Uh, you know, like people like you and I, we're just sharing what we share because we're compelled to, because we're right. driven to that. That's like why we're writing books about spirituality called mind, body, spirit, and discovering the purpose of life. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like you. I was a Catholic. I was raised raised Catholic. And, you know, I, I think with any religion, um, I don't I always say that not one of them is 100 percent correct. It's, sure. it's like I'm I am a I'm more of a Christian than you. Well, Catholic is Christian, but um, there's a lot of things, of course, in the religion because man runs religion. So we don't always like the rules that they might you know, yeah. have come down. I mean, they make mistakes. We know that. Um, yeah. But, um, but that's not what God is about. God is not about religion. God is about faith in him. And, you know, and I believe in Jesus, his son. So, sure. um, so you, you know, it, it's getting to know God for who God is. It's not about necessarily the religion, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it can get, you know, difficult to understand for some people, but, um, you know, the, the whole idea is I, cause I used to teach catechism too. Oh yeah. And, okay. And, you know, they, they teach in very simple terms for children. Um, you know, just that God is love, you know, so we'll start from there. God is That's, peace. God is love. I know? just wish that that would be the common theme going, going forward. Why yeah. you know, I, I, I would like to see the churches leave it at that. Yeah. God is love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, nobody's excluded from it. We're all children of God. Um, you know, the requirements or the things that you're supposed to do might change from each church to, you know, different church. And, and some people don't believe in Jesus in the, you know, aspect of religion. And, um, but, you know, th- 
that's their choice. You know, um, I do, of course, I think, you know, but, um, you know, it's, um, but the core part that that's important really is to learn to love and to learn to have peace in the world. And, um, I would just, I would, I would, they have free will to choose whatever religion they want to practice. Exactly. If, if, if we just, you know, looked at the, simplicity of that like you just come from love your love god is love like why is there just there's still there's there's a yet another war going on right I now know. and there's an atrocity on the other side of the planet once again um you know like in my last book diane i i which i had to edit down because i really went over the top with it because I, I was sitting home from covid lockdown yeah. so i just started writing and writing and writing but uh i i had to make the point that probably throughout the history of us as as a as a species almost like have we ever known time where there was peace and you can go back and i go you know keep going back you know you talk about you know the romans go back further you know genghis let's keep going back keep going. there has never been a time where we've experienced true peace and especially nowadays it's it's just you know that's the separateness now that's yeah. that's my objective with with like oneness to let people understand that look yeah. at what we've experienced so even more so all most people know is this separateness yeah and they they believe that their skin is the right color they they speak this uh the proper language they were born on the right uh, side of a track or 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 a state dividing line there's so much divisiveness and it's like it, it it's yeah. really just for no because you know all all we're doing is hurting each other and killing each other and it just it, it it just baffles me that we just continue to go down this like rabbit hole of of, of destruction and uh it's my mission to try and help to some degree uh i've been i've yeah. been doing my part and i'll i'll continue to but man it's like still you know this is 2022 and we're, and and we're still having this conversation about killing yeah. other other people for what for land for property like come i on. know it's terrible i know right it's it's awful it's awful what's going on right now in ukraine and yeah you know i mean it um the people do need to learn how to live in peace but you know they have to understand that a lot of people they still believe like this is it i don't know how they could believe that it we're just a body and we die but we're a spirit first. And that's what I want to emphasize. We're a spirit first like you. And our spirit came from somewhere. It had to be God, you know, Um, I don't, I don't believe, I don't know how people can just believe it just appeared. Yeah. 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 Like, so here we are, we're, we're, we're thrust into this thing that grows into a body, but like, the skin this isn't you you know what i mean yeah this, the skin the hair the bones that's not you you're the say the the, yeah. the the captain of this vessel right um i have i have i have a dear friend of mine uh caroline chang who has a podcast called uh awaken to oneness radio and she said it so perfectly a couple of years ago to me she goes danny she goes these bodies are nothing more than a spacesuit." We're just yeah. like astronauts, just right. how an astronaut gets into a spacesuit. You make mm-hmm. sure that it runs properly, but he can't go anywhere once he's out in space without the spacesuit. He needs it. Same thing yeah. with us. This right. is our spacesuit while we're here. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? And so this is finite, but we are not finite. We are infinite beings. Right. Yeah. And uh, but again, people people tend to look at that as uh, dogma, maybe or or some like far-fetched stuff like, oh, that's yeah. like, you know, blah, blah, blah. like, well, all right. So maybe you haven't come to a point, point in your life yet where something like that has resonated with me. Well, with you, I should say, but with that said, it will, everyone, yeah. everyone finds their time. It will. I, I think that it, you know, people will be more awakened to it um, as, you know, eventually. Um, I, you know, I, 
even though I'm Catholic and I know the mm. Catholic religion doesn't believe in reincarnation. And that's what I say with some religions, I don't believe a hundred percent of everything in the Catholic religion, but I don't know for sure. I don't think any of us really know, except those that had a near death experience. Yeah. And, and there's um, plenty of them too, by the way. There is. And, and I, I listen, I read all their books, you know, um, how about Anita Marjani? Yeah. I even had an out of body. She's a hay house person. Yeah. Yeah. And I had an out of body experience. I wouldn't call it a near death experience, but an oh, really? body experience I did have. Wow. And I can, I you can care to share. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It's in my book, actually. <laughs> good, good, good. I want to hear it. Yeah. Um, I've always had, um, I've always been like, uh, a type of person that I like when I was sleeping, I would freeze. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Um, or you just, your body just kind of like shuts down and just freezes where you can't move. I, it's, no, it's I sleep, I, it was sleeping, slipping my mind. It's sleep paralysis. And, um, but even sometimes I could just get into a state where I, I could leave. And I, it happened to me um, a couple of years ago and it was, it's very different from being in a body. I, your spirit just goes very quickly. And I went out into the universe faster than, faster than speed of light. I'm like going through the stars, like you're going so fast, you don't even realize it. And there's one message that I got from, and I felt God around me. I didn't see him, but I felt protected, not scared at all at any point. And um, I just, I think he was just showing me something, you know, that was the message I was getting. I was just being shown something because I always had questions of what's on the other side or what happens. And I just felt like I was, you know, in prayer. And I always pray at night in my mind sometimes, not even formal prayer, just talking to God. And um, it was sort of my experience was like, do you ever see the movie Scrooge where you've, where he sees different windows? Sure of heaven and i was in the universe and he was showing me see these people are like and he's not talking to me with words just Mm -hmm. in my mind and you know so life goes on and i'm looking through and i knew i couldn't go through or in um because i i knew i wasn't dying but i did see windows of heaven of what it's wow and i my father had passed about um 20 years ago and the last room I saw was him with his family. Now I knew it was his ancestors, but I never met his cousins or anything like that. So I, but I knew they were family. I just instantly knew it. You just knew that because there was that energetic connection. You, you didn't yeah. have to see anything. You just sensed their energy. Yeah. That's beautiful. And he was sitting in a living room with them, just talking like, like you would here on the earth. They were just having a conversation and his back was towards me. And then he felt me and he got up, he turned around and he said, what are you doing here? It's not your time. Really? And then he looked past me and I think what he saw was God, but I couldn't see God, but God was around me and he goes, oh, and then I was quickly in my body. So it was like just a visit, you know, and I was back like immediately. Wow. The one message that I got was, um, Science, I know this. He, science will never be able to explain the afterlife because our science is not it, it, the science, the physical science that we have here, like physics. It 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 doesn't explain the afterlife. No, yeah. So these scientists might want to try and debuke it or whatever. It's it's not going to work because no. the science they will never have the language or understanding for the spiritual realm. No. That's one thing I got. And it's funny, it re- that resonated me with somebody else and I, I can't recall her name, but she was on YouTube and um, she did have a near-death experience and God, she spoke to God and God told her that. <laughs> so yeah. I said, ah, see, you know, sometimes you do need a little confirmation that it did happen. It wasn't just a dream, but it was so real, the experience, it was, realer than anything you know yeah. and i can actually just I, I i felt like i was there it was like a normal memory you know but you have your senses and more you know everything's heightened 
Yeah, it's very heightened, but um, it was quick from, it, it was a quick experience for me. I wouldn't call it a near death. I don't, I didn't think I was dying or anything like that. I knew it was just a visit and I knew yeah. I had to go back quick. Yeah. But that's kind of similar to how, you know, I yeah. just, I haven't had anything to that, to that point to what you said, but uh, I always just look at dreams and mm-hmm. uh, for the people who just think that where these bodies um and then the people who are basically afraid to die, like in my talks, I've gone just straight blunt to people and have asked them straight out. I said, are you, I would say, are you afraid to go to sleep at night? And they say, well, absolutely not. And I say, well, then why would you be afraid to die? And they go, well, I don't get it. I say, well, it's the same thing. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're going from one conscious to another level of conscious right. where you're able to, you can find yourself flying in dreams. Everything is right. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a different level of consciousness. And you know that because you wake up and say, oh, I had a dream. So you're acknowledging that you've had a visit or Mm -hmm. something to another realm, per se. Like to me, I believe that that's how that's our dress rehearsal. Right. Or when we cross over or Mm -hmm. I don't I don't use the word die. I just use when we, you know, transcend. Right you know, to that, to that next realm. And that's all it is. It's a matter of how we wake up in the morning. We're going to wake up and we're we're going to be back home. Yeah. As as we like to say. That's how I see it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I try to find my ways to like break things down and stuff like that, you know, because everyone could look at us and say, well, how do you know? I'm like, no, but this is how, again, I choose to look at things. Right. You know, because I know and 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 you know, like nowadays I have these reoccurring I've been having the same like themes for dreams for decades. Mm-hmm. Always by the water because I was raised down the Jersey mm-hmm. Shore. Like the ocean calls yeah. me so many ways. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, what I mean that's 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 not an accident in, in, in my mind. But we have to come to know that, yeah, you know, there is something else. And yeah. uh, people like will find their way at yeah. some point in time. But uh, all right. Um, I also wanted to, before we um, get ahead of ourselves, I I definitely want to hear some more insight, Diane, about the specifics of the holistic healing modality. So maybe like if there's a couple that you can touch on, because I know that I'm sure. very interested and uh, I would I'd love to hear more. I'm sure that my listeners would as well. Sure. Um, one of my favorites is Reiki. Um, I am a Reiki master and, um, I learned that, um, when I was working at the VA, um, I I took a course on my own through Udemy. I took a couple of courses. Some, they have really good online courses, but I started practicing it when I was at the VA because I work with bedridden patients, um, that were on ventilators, not, not because of COVID, but because there were veterans that had a agent orange and, and they were on a ventilator. So yeah. they were at the end stage of life on palliative care. And um, as a recreational therapist, it's not normal that a recreation typically works individually at bedside with patients, but mm-hmm. in this case um, I did. So, and I was actually why I was hired full time um, to work there. Um so there wasn't many activities that I could do with them because they didn't have use of their hands. So mm-hmm. I started to get into the holistic healing and I had one patient um, who was very young, you know, and uh, well, young, I say in her fifties, I'm in my fifties, but she wasn't older, you know, having um, any, you know, issue. it's just something that happened suddenly that she was on a ventilator and um she really wasn't too keen on recreational therapy at first. So I said, why don't we, you know, try, you know, meditation and would she like that? And then I got into Reiki with her and she really loved it. Um, and when she, when I did it, I always do hands over first. Do, because yeah, you, could yeah. do, you could do yeah. hands on or hands over. I yeah. oh, with the patients, I did hands over. Um, but she felt the energy, you know, right away. She was said, Diane, she goes, after I went through the different chakras of the body and di- different hand placements, she goes, I can feel that energy. She goes, I feel so light again, you know, That's great. and it was remarkable. And um, the next thing I know, she's starting to do more physical therapy. Um, in addition to that, though, she had told me that her aunt bought her holy water 
So between the holy water and that she, you know, all of a sudden she started walking, like she would participate in physical therapy more. And, you know, so um, she started walking again where she, she wasn't moving her, her arms or her legs. So she really, it really made a difference. Now I can't say that it was from the Reiki alone um, because, you know, these holistic healing modalities, they help it, it, they're in conjunction with traditional medicine, um, but you never know, you know, so, um, it's another see- opportunity to have, yeah, uh, sure. you know, any kind of blockage removed, uh, yeah. sure that you like when you're doing, especially like hands-on or hands-over, I'm sure that you, you can feel it coming up, yeah. you know, because I always talk to my sister, my sister, Angela is, is a Reiki master too. So like when I get to her house, sometimes she'll like take me upstairs to her office. She has a table there. Then she'll like do some Reiki on me. And, and, and stuff like that. And, and there's been times when she'll just tell me, she goes, Dan, I, I, I feel it just coming straight up. Like she has to actually shake it off. Like she feels it, like whatever yeah. she's pulling out of me, go up her hands and up her arms. She shakes it off physically because she feels mm-hmm. it. So that that's intense, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of Reiki. We have, yeah. I have a, another friend of uh, mine and my wife's who actually does uh, weekly sessions for me and my wife, Andrea, but she does it, um, I guess, uh, distance th- through yeah. distance because she lives about 45 minutes away, but right. uh, I'll be sitting there meditating like as she's doing it. I just mm-hmm. feel, I just yeah. feel the vibration. It's just, uh, I'm a fan. Yeah. Always it is incredible. I love Reiki. You could do it on yourself too. There is self healing. Yeah, and I, te- yeah, I, right? I teach that course too. Uh, I do a Reiki lab at FIU uh, where I teach. And um, so you can do it. When I do a group in recreational therapy, I had just taught the self-healing because to go around individually in a group, it takes a lot of time, but I teach them how to do it. And it does work good. I mean, sometimes it, it could be more tiring if you're hovering over your own body parts and lifting your arms. But okay, um, yeah. so sense. it is more relaxing when somebody else does it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't work because, you know, I had done, I had knee surgery and um, I used to hover my hands over my knees and I would also use a clear quartz crystal. And I have to say that really helped with the pain. I mean, it took it away. Yeah. If anybody had knee surgery, they would know it's it's a very sensitive body part, especially when you get operated on. And yeah, um, absolutely. It, really, it helps so much. So um, it does work. It's amazing. And you can feel the heat. You can feel the heat right out of your yeah. you know, hands. So it's Well, amazing. I've been uh, recently, like I, like I mentioned before we started recording, as I'm going through my, my like journey here, uh, uh, like I've been diving into so many of the holistic uh, approaches, like from Reiki, I have uh, an, another dear friend who was, who lives out in Oregon, who, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Chios, C-H-I-O-S, which is, I guess, like, like an advanced Reiki. Uh, mm. And uh, she's a master in that she, she performed this a session on me and, and, and she's going to, again, over the next week, uh, she's actually known as Lisa, the oneness coach. So we automatically had a bond her okay. and I, but she's, uh, she's an angel and her, but that, that, that session, I got, I gotta be honest with you, Diana. I was like, like, as I was laying on my bed, I had positioned crystals that she told me to have on each corner of the bed. And I remember laying there and I went into like a really deep meditation Mm-hmm. And, you know, like when I knew that she was starting because she like said, all right, it'll be starting like at around 9 p.m. So I'm on my bed at the door closed uh, and I'm just, you know, getting deep meditating. And then out of nowhere, I like felt a blanket come over me. Obviously, mm-hmm. there was no blanket coming over me. I just felt it. Yeah. And it was her presence, her coming yeah. right into and through my whole body so intense i'll never ever get it. and i am really looking forward to the one next week too i was just Aww. talking to her last week <laughs> yeah. i was like i need another one lisa i need another. I she goes, Dan, are you kidding absolutely but yeah. i mean stuff like that i've been i've been having yeah. acupuncture twice a month now yeah. um speaking of therapists i've been i've been seeing a psychotherapist a few times a month mm-hmm. now too i've been doing everything that ties in with me with the radical remission process as I'm, as I'm making my way through, uh, cancer. Uh, oh, so it's yeah. been, uh, but I'm using every, every opportunity. Sure. So, uh, I applaud you for doing your, you know, like your, uh, Reiki. You. Yeah. But, um, speaking also of, 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 of meditation, I know that we discussed briefly about your up and coming book meditations for the mind, body, spirit. 
Uh, tell us about your meditation practice. Tell us about what you're going to be sharing with this yet new book, Diane. I'm, I'm excited to hear about this because me for one, Diane, I don't know about you, but I still uh, like, you know, like when I go into meditate, I'm, I don't want to say like a hit or miss, but there's always about a 25 to a 35% chance that I might not get to the level that I want to, where I feel yeah. it was a successful meditation. So right. for the people out there who like say that it's hard, yeah, it is, but it's like with anything else, you have to do it. You have to continue to do it. So right. share, share everything you want to talk about, about your practice sure. of, of, of meditations and about the book. Yeah, sure. Um, again, I, I started uh, practicing meditation in, um, in the VA and uh, they did train us there. Um, so I took that training uh, right away because like, again, that resonated with me so much. But um, the first stage is like three different stages of meditation. So the first stage is to just get rid of those distracting thoughts because it is hard because as soon as you want to sit Very down hard. and meditate, you're thinking about your laundry list or something else, you know, of course. So just to get rid of any of the problems that you have and the stresses, just getting rid of that. So once you can get past that stage, you're pretty good. And, and that's what helps with that is just working on breathing, just concentrating on breathing, inhaling Correct. through your nose and exhaling through your mouth. Yeah. And, and, and what I used to say is just put your hands over your belly, you know, because if you have, if you're touching something physically, some, for some people that helps. That's you know? a great point. In fact, I have to get back so, to that because I don't yeah. really do that anymore. Like I just have my hands like on my lap typically, but yeah. you know, to your point, I know just feeling the breath going in and out. Right. That, that can just, definitely aid. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, wow, it'll help it'll help with getting rid of the distracting thoughts. The other thing is um, just saying these three words, let it go. Like if you if you keep the monologue simple, like just three words or something, just let it go. Just saying, let it go. You know, whatever it is that's bothering you, you know, whatever's on your mind, because they people, people you know, patients have told me with those words, with saying those words, just by thinking about those words they're not thinking about other things you yeah. know yeah. so you, you're learning to just concentrate on something specific so um those, i like that too that's, that's the beautiful beginning. and then and, and, yeah. yeah then that's and that's something that could aid me as well too yeah um the second stage is to be able to you know be able to get rid you know to let go of those distracting thoughts and you know, to get yourself back on track and then the third stage is to go into a deeper meditation where you're not going to be distracted by outside thoughts that's it like that's harder to reach because um you know but the more you practice the more you can do it and and i i would work in a group where i would have patients at different levels you know so to each their own like but when you're going through the meditation some people can really just concentrate and block out all that noise or distraction yeah. and where some people just can't they'll hear something in the hallway or Man. you know and they just can't do it so everybody's a little different um but I'd be curious make, about the whole group group setting because um, yeah you know like aside from me and my wife meditating together um, I've like never done it in a group session yeah so uh, you know yeah it can uh, be distracting especially if you're working in a hospital where doors can be opening and I always try to put up signs you know please yeah. don't disturb we're having a meditation go on but you'll always have a patient that wants to go to the bathroom or something and I would say please wait in between you know because yeah. the typically the way I used to do it is I would do the meditation and then have a discussion afterwards so I would okay. say please wait until after the meditation's over but yeah that it can be hard it's Challenging. And I would be curious so. too, uh, honestly, about you know, like the energy in the room because I'm very mm. receptive nowadays to energy in the room from other people, be it positive and like negative. So I could, you yeah. know, it could be challenging to like you know, obviously trying to calm my own mind, but I might catch wind or catch something from someone could be good or bad. obviously if it was a positive thing that would be inspiring and that would help me get to the level that I want to but if it was negative it would, like I would probably feel it 
because I recognize things nowadays. Yeah. Um, but interesting, man. You know, so now how do yeah. you apply this all like to the book? Do you have chapters regarding these these uh, um I do. And- yeah, I do because when I ha- when I wrote the book, I I I had it in mind to help other therapists, whether it's recreational therapists or psychotherapists or psychologists, because there's so many different disciplines that use meditation in practice, like it, even nursing uses it and social workers use it. So, um, so I did put ideas for therapists in there, but I, it also could be applied to any individual that's practicing on their own as well. So I, I was, um, I was, you know, gave examples for both, you know, in the book, um, because you know what it is when you're a recreational therapist, especially, um, there's not a lot of resource tools out there. You always have to go to the library and sometimes yeah. it's not specifically on what you want to, you know, yeah. want to learn. So, um, and, you know, especially with the young students today, you know, they, it's good to have more resources and some tips, you know, on how to do that. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I think it just takes time. It takes practice. And with every group, it's different. Um, it, I had some wonderful sessions in groups and then I had other groups that, well, this just didn't work, you know? Um, so it really depends on the dynamic of the group, but, um, I would never force anybody to come in the group. Like you have to attend this group, you know, of course Uh, we didn't do that. Um, you know, uh, so, you know, the, everybody knew, what group was going to be run. It, it was going to be a meditation group. And I would always explain what to expect before we started. So with that being said, it was never really like negative, like, you know, um, some people, when we talked about it before we went into another meditation, we would always talk about it. And I would find out for them just to, you know, grab some ideas, like, you know, what worked for you, what didn't work for you. And it's always good for me to know that. So, you know, going forward with running mm-hmm. the group. So, it was always usually helpful information. So I don't necessarily think of it as negative, but helpful, you know, for, you know, going forward with the next practice or especially working with that patient, you know, so. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So, so yeah. listen, so what's the, what's the uh, upcoming, uh, is, is there a release date for this book or, or is yeah, it still going through um, the process? Well, it's completed. So um, I, um, I just spoke to the project manager and he just said that it should be out within the next week or two. Oh, so wow. The, so yeah. it's close. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So good. it should be very close. And I do have it on audiobook as well. So I did record my own meditation. So that will be on my website. Wow. Um, and I love so, audiobooks now, thanks to my wife, who's been, yeah. she's a huge fan of it. And then she yeah. she's always driving a lot. Then she, she yeah. loves audiobooks, and I, you know, I just jumped right on board because it's 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 great to hear. Yeah, you know? it is, and yeah. and not many people like to read. They're like, oh, I'm not a reader, but yeah, yes, they'll listen to an audiobook <laughs> in the car. Yeah, and plus, yeah. <laughs> and those and those narrators are are like uh, are are so ta- excuse me are so talented how yeah. they change their their voices and 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 yeah. you know, dialects and accents and stuff like that it's intense how they do it you know for those kind yeah. of books obviously you know what i mean yeah you yeah know, for like fictional books it's it's intense right. uh, it's good man yeah but yeah I, hey listen man that's that's uh that's what it's about i'm excited for you man so you're gonna be working on the working with these two books here great great news so listen speaking of that diane why don't you, uh, you know, give everybody like a quick like recap on how people can get in touch with you, how they can tune in and follow you, if your websites or any kind of social links. And, and like I told you before, I'll be sharing everything, too, in the descriptions of these pod of this uh, podcast. So but give everybody like a quick shout on how they can find you. Sure. Um, I published my book through Balboa Press, so you could always go to the Balboa Press website. Um, I also have my own uh personal website, which Balboa Press, um, they monitor for me. So um, that's uh, www.diancalabrese.com. Okay. And um, I'm also on, uh, you can find me on Pinterest, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Twitter. And um, the book is also sold on Amazon, uh, Discovery Books. I think all the websites, Google Books, I think they have it all um, everywhere, pretty much. 
uh, even Walmart, I see has it some some stores I didn't even know has it has it so um, you know they have uh, Balboa Press has it uh, universal wide so yeah 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 so um, not universe worldwide I shouldn't say universal yeah. worldwide, worldwide. hey maybe universal <laughs> we don't know now do yeah, we? we don't know <laughs> we don't know that I tend to think um, that there are some bookstores out there maybe there's yeah. a Barnes and Noble floating around somewhere maybe <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like a great thing when you see your book on a shelf and it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's gratifying. Like the first time I saw it, uh, yeah. speaking of Barnes and Noble out of Barnes and Noble, I was, uh, you know, it was, uh, it's gratifying. It's the only word I can, uh, only word I can think about it because you see all your effort and it's there. Right. Yeah, you it know? is. It is. It is amazing. You know? But, um, again, I will be sharing all your information again for my friends who are listening, but, um, so listen, my friend, with that said, Diane, I want to say thank you. Um, I appreciate your, your passion. I appreciate your insight and uh, mostly your, your desire, like that commonality that we have to, to share a message to the world. And, and in your case, it's a beautiful one. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Too. Thank you, thank thank you, you my so friends. much for having me. <laughs> oh, please. Absolutely. And uh, for my friends listening, uh, I want to thank you again for, for tuning in to this special episode. Uh, I've always said, man, I'm, I'm blessed to cross paths with souls like, like Diane. And uh, as long as you guys keep tuning in, I'll keep sharing their message. So uh, please tune in, stay in touch. And uh, as always, uh, until next time, I send you uh, peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Namaste. <laughs> Words that will comfort me, I am. I thank you again for listening to That Oneness Guy podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe to this feed wherever you may be listening to or watching this podcast. And please look me up and follow me on social media. You can find That Oneness Guy on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just search for That Oneness Guy. And finally... To stay in touch with all things oneness, my books, and performances, please visit my websites, thatonenessguy.com and dannyrongo.com. In closing, remember this. Oneness is not a religion. You can call it a spirituality, but it is more than that. It is a truth and a knowing. The knowing that we emanate from one source. Just like branches on any one tree we are individualized expressions of that source. This is the truth of our race, the human race. I am am one of many who have come to sing